a mobile society, always on the go. But when we take our kids along for the ride, it's essential we follow all the safety guidelines. InfoTrack's Taryn McCall has more. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Infants aren't the only ones at risk. Joining us today on InfoTrack is Christine Jennings of the Automotive Coalition for Traffic Safety. What does your group do exactly? We're a nonprofit traffic safety organization, and we help educate parents and other drivers about vehicle technologies and child passenger safety. Now, you've released a study on tweens and seatbelt use. First off, I guess we should go back over the rules regarding car safety restraints in children. Well, all children should ride in a rear seat. That's the safest place for them to be, at least until they're about age 13. For infants, they need to be in a rear-facing child restraint until they have reached at least one year of age and weigh at least 20 pounds. Some of these child restraints that are rear-facing go to even higher weight limits, so parents can even leave children rear-facing for longer periods of time now. Then they move into a forward-facing child restraint with a harness, and that usually lasts until they're about 40 pounds. And then from there, they move into a booster seat. And boosters are really important because they help the safety belt to fit the child correctly. So most kids usually need to be in a booster seat until they're about 4 feet 9 inches tall. But the best way to know is when the seatbelt fits correctly. And you know that seatbelt fits correctly when the shoulder belt can be positioned across the chest and the lap belt is low and snug across the thighs, not across the belly. Just as it would be for an adult. Exactly. Now, you did a study regarding tweens, which I guess we could call 10 to 12-year-olds. Our study, we looked at tweens that were 8 to 12. Okay. And what did you find? Actually, when we looked at national data and fatality data, we found that tweens are much more likely to be unbelted and improperly seated in the front than younger children. So that's what made us decide that we needed to look a little further into this. And we wanted to hear from tweens themselves and from parents of tweens about what we could do to get them safely buckled up in a back seat. And we found, unfortunately, that many of these tweens, in fact, only about half of tweens ages 8 to 12, were riding in a seatbelt. So that clearly indicates that we have a lot of work to do. Do you find that the lack of seatbelt use among tweens is related to parental seatbelt usage or non-usage? You know, that's a great point. We do find that. And in fact, when we talk to tweens, we ask them what would make you get buckled up in a back seat, and their number one answer was parents. They said if their parents told them to, they would. And in fact, national data for quite some time now has proven over and over again in fatality data and other observational data, when the parents are buckled up, the children are much more likely to be buckled up. So parents really play a strong role and they serve as role models for their kids. And what we're trying to do is to make sure that we get this message to kids at a very early age. As they get older, they're much less likely to be unrestrained. So parents can really serve a good purpose here in making sure that they're buckled up. I know you recommended a reward system as well, or or bribery, I guess, for kids to encourage them to both ride in the back seat and buckle up. What are some of the things parents can do to help encourage their kids? Well, I think as we're looking at some of the newer vehicle technologies that are coming on the market, we're seeing DVDs and we're seeing access to the radio in the back seat. So we're saying that we need to provide sometimes for kids who may not think of the back seat as a really cool place to be. Sometimes they like to sit up front. Think of an incentive to provide your child for sitting in the back seat. So when we talk to kids, 
They said the number one reason why they wanted to sit in the front was so that they could control the radio. So maybe you could provide them an incentive. Like if they stay safely seated in the back, then they maybe get to choose the radio station. We also talked to kids about how we could keep games and books and other things in the back seat and that the parents could only provide those options to their child if they're safely buckled in back. All 50 states have a child restraint law, so that's another tool that parents can use for their kids to remind them that it's the law that they need to be buckled up. Sounds like a good plan. I hope your efforts are successful. Christine Jennings of the Automotive Coalition for Traffic Safety. You have a website where people can go get more information about your efforts? We do. Thanks so much for saying that. It's tweensafety.org. It has a lot of information for parents and for other people who are interested in helping to find ways to keep kids buckled safely in the back. Thank you, Christine Jennings. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today on InfoTrack. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at talkzone.com. Thanks to InfoTrack reporters Roy Mackey and Taryn McCall. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. Our engineer is Robert Sark. Our announcer is Charlie Van Dyke. And I'm Chris Whitting. Internet services by Pear.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.